everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana and I'm here to tell you the real truth about Brazil. I feel like I have a hard time saying this intro sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. But I am very excited about this episode. To be super honest with you, I wasn't even sure if Natasha would see my DM, but she did. And I was able to record this episode with her, which made me so happy because I love the Enneagram and I am, am absolutely obsessed with essential oils. So it was like genuinely so nice to be able to talk about this here in the podcast with someone that understands about these two topics so much. And basically, I don't know, like, have you ever heard or seen someone saying like, oh, I'm a type seven and you're like, what the hell does this mean? <laughs> well, it's the Enneagram, Enneagram types. And this is what we're going to talk about in this episode. So if you want to learn more about it, keep listening. But before we get to that, please make sure to follow, subscribe and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And also follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV Podcast. And also share with someone you think might appreciate this episode. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here and talk all things Enneagram. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> so for starters, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Natasha, the founder and owner of Radiantly Flourish. Um, I do Enneagram business coaching and um, just use the Enneagram really as a tool for growth and expansion. Um, and yeah, get into the Enneagram based on some of my own stuff uh, about four years ago and have not to learning about it since. Um, it's really been a tool that has helped me find me and understand why I do the things I do, why I react the way I do, and the patterns and cycles and habits, all those things. Um, so it's just something that I'm super passionate about because of my own journey that I just love sharing it with everyone else. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. My favorite one, for example, is veggie taco bowl. It's so beautiful, has so many colors, and it seems so absolutely delicious. It's with Beyond Meat and Mexican-style red rice. It's veggie and spicy and perfect for those ones who want a different meal. Go to the link in our show notes to get 80% off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. I learned about the Enneagram, I think it was like two years ago in this law firm that I was an intern. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't know like a thing about it. I never heard about this before. And yeah. on they were like selecting interns. And I actually had to do this test that it was about the Enneagram. Like they wanted to know your Enneagram type before yeah. you got to the office. And I thought it was like so cool. Mm-hmm. And mine turned out to be type eight which yeah. is the one I identify with. And people are like, oh, that's so interesting. I don't know why, but people who usually know about Enneagram, they, when I say that I'm a type A, they're like, oh, I'm scared of you. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not scared at all. I may be like a little tough sometimes, but I'm not yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah. And that is the problem with some of the, um, like high level overviews in depending on who you talk to, they take it like a negative, it can be either negative or positive depending on how they spin it. And I, I always like to look at the positive and especially as like an Enneagram eight as a woman, I think it is so powerful to stand in your own, be able to, you know, be brave and courageous and jump into things. Um, I'm a type six, so I don't have that as much. I like spin my wheels a while and then finally gain traction and go, but it can take me a while of the overthinking and the what ifs and that kind of stuff. But, um, I love and learn a lot from type eight. Yeah. And like at the time it was so cool because they got everyone's Enneagram type and they would know how to work with the person, what would work to get work from them and all of this. And I worked with the type six and my mom's a type six as well. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, like it's, it was super interesting to learn about it. And then like, I suddenly became obsessed with it and like learned about Mm -hmm. like opened like a whole world to me, like, um, essential oils, crystals. Like I didn't even know that these existed, Mm -hmm. but for someone who doesn't know like so much about the Enneagram, can you explain a little bit? What is it and how does it work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at its core, it's really just a personality tool that helps you to understand you. Um, the reason why it's a little bit different is because it's different than like Meyer Briggs or the DISC assessment or Strength Finders, which I love all personality tests. I'm, I'm a quiz junkie, but um, and wanting to learn all about people and you know understand each other. Um, but the reason why the Enneagram is different is because it helps you to understand the why. It's not just the actions, it's the why behind the actions. Why are you, you know, doing this? Why is, uh, you know, what is the deeper motivations? And that really is the the differential, you know, that's what sets it apart um, than other tests. And that is also why we can't just randomly type each other based on actions. It's a, it's a personal journey. It's a personal thing. Um, so I can't just say, oh yeah, because you're a little blunt, you must be a type eight. Well, no, I don't know your heart. I don't know your motivation behind being blunt, you know, what behind being whatever you, whatever, you know, behavior we're seeing on the outside. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, nine type personality, um, pool, um, that basically it says that we have nine ways of looking at the world. Um, and that's the very basic end. <laughs> and then you can go into wings and subtypes and, you know, continue on the journey. It's a lot deeper, but for people just getting into it, I like to just make it very simple. It's a personality tool that helps you understand your, the meanings behind your actions. 
And what does it do for you in terms of like daily routine, daily life? Like how can it, knowing your Enneagram type can improve your life? Oh yeah. Um, I'll use, well, I'll use me as an example. When I first got into it, I had um, been in a season, I, I would say of not really knowing who I was anymore. I had gone from being extremely busy and successful in real estate to complete burnout and had worked with a narcissistic boss that just kind of drained my energy. And, you know, I had to be working from 6 a.m. until 11 p.m. because hoping he wouldn't get angry with me. And then, um, you know, once that burnout hit, I was like, who am I? I've changed so much for this person and for this position and for this, you know, career that I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, And that's when I really, uh, you know, started learning about the Enneagram. That was when it was introduced to me. Um, so for me, it was, it was learning about myself in a whole different way. And I think so many of us get into burnout or you might be depressed or you might have anxiety, but not, not really do anything with it until something like that happens. So using it on a daily basis, it helps me to be aware of where my heart is, you know, what, am I okay? Am I, you know, I'm touching base with myself where before I would abandon myself, I would abandon the, the overworking and wouldn't even feel the anxiety because I was just keep going. If you just keep going, you won't feel it. You'll be good. Um, and so I check it, you know, checking in with myself using, um, the knowledge I know when I get triggered or something, it's, it helps me to realize what is it in me that is feeling this way? Why did I react that way? So really the self-awareness part. Um, and then in addition, the relationship part, understanding the Enneagram helped me before I even was an Enneagram coach, helped me like understand my husband and my kids and our um, conversations were changing in the house. You know, I was able to be more open to and give grace to them because I realized that not everyone experiences life the same way I do and not everyone views life in the same way I do. And so that was, you know, the communication piece was huge. And then one of my favorite parts is using it for business. So understanding how you operate as a business owner or, you know, an employee or a leader or a manager or whatever, understanding that part, how people perceive you, um, how your communication style can change so that you can help other people understand you better and vice versa. And also the marketing piece of it is huge for me. Um, I love that, that part, finding your ideal client, using the Enneagram, and then using that knowledge of basically human psychology to um, speak right to your ideal clients and attract and retain and connect with people. So I I answered that in a long way. So (laughs) (laughs) no, but like, that's so interesting because it helped me a lot as well. Because I mean, on a personal level, I understood my mom so much more because yeah. type six has this a little bit of a paranoid part. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, my mom anxiety. was like, yeah, my mom was like so paranoid about like the most random stuff. And I didn't yeah. understand, but I felt like it was mother intuition. And I yeah. didn't do like a bunch of stuff because she was like so paranoid. And I like I got it mistaken as intuition. And then once I understood like, oh, this is who she is. It's like her type. Mm -hmm. It's just like an internal thing. I don't have to absorb it because it's not mine. And then like I could do many more things that I wouldn't normally do because of her paranoia with it. Yeah. And 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 wanting to keep you safe so much. It's like, 
I have to realize that with my kids too, as they're getting older, like, I just want to keep you safe. Like if I keep, if I think of all the bad things, I can keep you safe. I can tell you, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this because this could happen, but it is holding you back, especially as a different personality. Somebody exactly. who's not fearful. Um, it really does put a, put a lid on you. <laughs> exactly. And I cannot even tell you how many things I haven't done in life just because I yeah. thought like, oh, my mom must be right. Like, this is not going to go well. <laughs> like it went super fine and I just yeah. didn't go, you know? Yeah. But also like on a professional level definitely helped me because I'm a type eight. So I just want to get things done already mm-hmm. and like, just do it and, oh, it's ready. And then just send Move to on. someone and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then I was getting like a huge burnout from it because I yeah. would do, I was so effective. Like I would just do the thing that everyone asked me to do. Then I would give it to them. So they would ask me more and yeah. I wouldn't even respect my own time to do mm-hmm. so. So it really definitely helped me on a professional level as well. And also some, I think so cool that something that you said before, because you have to identify your own type. And Mm -hmm. on this internship of mine, they identified me, but it definitely gave me time to identify myself later on, which Mm -hmm. I did type A, like I'm 100% type A, there's no, not even a question. And my mom also identified herself as a type six. And like, Mm -hmm. I identified everyone in my household, like everyone's like so clearly who they are, Mm -hmm. but how can people identify themselves like how can they find a place to identify themselves because I think like tests they kind of tell you who you are but it's not always accurate yeah and I think the the growth and the development the self-development comes from the piece of figuring out yourself like I think if uh, I took well I should say I took a three different tests when I first started and it all set a three where I was like yep check the boxes like I yep a workaholic work all the time you know uh get stuff done checklist all that stuff but I was like I don't care to be successful to other people. I want to be successful for me, you know, and for my bank account. I really didn't care what it looked like on the outside, you know, where a type three wants to look the part. Um, I didn't care about that. So I was like, this is, there has to be another, you know, like I have to figure this out. And so I went searching and I think really the best thing if I would have known about Enneagram coaches, I would have said, I would have gone and gotten typed by one and helped, you know, to help them to help me. Sorry, I can't speak right now um, to understand my, you know, to understand my type and um, to flesh it out that way, because the tests are only about 75 to 85% accurate at best. And that is, if you're taking it the correct way, you're taking it based on your whys um, and why you do what you do versus the behavior. So what I always like to say is if you can get with a coach, um, I would do a typing session. And then um, like for me, how I do it with my with clients is I have a, a quick little um, questionnaire that they fill out and it just gives me pointer, like uh, markers to ask them. They don't have to take a test. Um, I know there's a lot of Enneagram coaches that say, you know, take the test, send it to me, and then we'll talk about it. I prefer not because I think the conversation starts to unfold and it helps me to see it as well. And it's, you know, it's very specific based on how you answered questions that I, I asked those questions. But if you want to do it on your own, I recommend doing um, like listening to podcasts. There's a ton of great podcasts out there. 
um, also one of my favorite books. It's a big book, but um, is the the complete Enneagram by Beatrice Chestnut. Um, she is phenomenal. And that's actually how I found my type was through that book, reading the subtypes of the type six, I realized I was a social subtype um, type six. And uh, it was like, she was reading my mail and I'm like, how does she know all these things? I didn't even know how to put words to like, this is insane. So I would say doing that, um, you know, there's a couple different places, you know, re just researching, but really since people don't understand the Enneagram is a lot bigger, um, than it is and a lot deeper, I would say a coach, find somebody who, you know, just do a quick typing session uh, with someone and see if they can give you some resources, um, books and, and um, yeah, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, because that's like a whole area of study. Like it's so yeah. much more to that. You think you know everything and then you find out something that is like yes. so shocking. <laughs> and then yes. you have to go deeper and deeper is so interesting. And can you explain a little bit about the subtypes? Yeah, so there are three subtypes for each type. Um, and the subtype theory basically says there's nine types, but there's each type has the three underneath them. So they all express um, like their, their passion. So I'll use like a type six. They all express their passion um, of fear in three different ways. So there's self-preservation, which is looking for the uh, safety, security, all that kind of stuff, making sure that they have enough resources. Um, and then there's social, which is looking to see how they fit in with the group, how they're, they're you know, socially, like groups and, and people, definitely those are how they feel safe and want to know where they are and make sure that they've got people to back them up. And then the one-to-one -one, or sometimes called sexual is based on one-to-one um, -one, like interactions um, and really just those deep connections with one person and not just a whole group. Um, and then on top of that, <laughs> so going into that, um, there is always one out of the three that is a counter type. So for a type six, the counter type is the one-to-one -one six. And that six can kind of look like an eight sometimes because they feel the fear and they go for it anyways. And so with that, they're kind of our basic instincts, our you know basic animal instincts and combined with the passion of our type expressed in three different ways. Um, it's kind of hard to like simplify it down without like, I'm such a visual person. I'm like, let me show you <laughs> this chart and it will make a little bit more sense. But um, that's why so many people can look, have be the exact same type and look completely different. So, you know, your mom and I might be sixes, but she might be a self-preservation six where I'm a social six. So we have the same need or the same motivation, wanting to be safe ourselves, wanting guidance, wanting support and wanting to do that for others. But it plays out in two different ways. Um, you know, for her, she might want to make sure it's the, it's the safety part or do we have enough of everything and fill the pantry with tons of, you know, food just in case where I'm like, hey, how can we get a group together and make sure this group is going to support each other? Are we going to have each other's back um, when times get tough? Let's all think about what could happen and we'll make sure that we're, we're good together, you know? So if that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, and I love the subtypes because you can actually see which kind of relationships that you have to work on a lot. Yes. And I'm a self-preservation. Like I have a great relationship with myself. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I think it's amazing because this is like my 
priority in life is like have a good relationship with myself and I'm a self-preservation so it works wonders for me but then if I look like the um, 101 relationship is sometimes like what I have the hard time working on so it's really good to get to know yourself to see exactly what you have to work on and your type can help you to see how you can work on this so I think it's like a cycle and it helps when you understand yourself and see what type you are and what subtype you are you can Mm -hmm. actually understand and uh, like the wings as well like I'm a wing seven and then like it makes sense I don't know like if you actually study it and you try to invest in it and understand yourself it makes so much sense Mm -hmm. it's insane it is and that was the only test that I had taken that I was like I shouldn't say the test. Obviously the test wasn't the only typing personality tool that I've taken where I was like, oh my gosh, like this is insane how much it's correct. And the path of growth and knowing how to let go of the what ifs and letting go of the anxiety and trying a little bit more. So, you know, putting yourself out there just a little bit more to see, Hey, I can do it, but I can come back to safety and I can go out again and try it again until I've developed this thing where it's like, it's okay that I'm, that I'm fearful or that I think of all the possibilities, but I can do it anyways. I think that's where the growth is for each type, no matter what you're dealing with. It's looking at that. How can I expand a little bit? How can I, you know, understand myself a little bit to push myself out of my back? Yeah. And I think that something it's been like two years since I really haven't talked about it. And it's so strange because I follow Instagrams talking about Enneagrams but essentially I haven't really studied or looked in more into this for like two years which is crazy but it's I think it's really cool because when you get like it's the image of a circle and then there's like the nine types and then they draw like a triangle and then you can mm-hmm. see, for example, my type eight, when I'm at my best, I can go to type two. And when I'm at my worst, I can go to type five. And yes. It makes so much difference. Like here in my household, for example, because when I'm at my worst, I isolate myself completely. Like I don't yeah. want to talk to anyone just like a type five, I guess would yeah. do. Yeah. And it made so much sense because my mom would not understand what I would do it because she's a type six. Yeah. And then it's about, it was about giving me my time to process my own yes. stuff and just take my own time. But then when I'm on type two, like I'm so caring and it's <laughs> really funny how all makes sense when you apply to your life. And if it doesn't, it's probably because it's not your type still, because yes. it's exactly. going to make sense when you find out. Yeah. And I do feel like, um, knowing that it helps to, you know, knowing where you go in growth and where you are in stress will help for that burnout. Knowing that you go to type five and you take on some of those characteristics and you kind of become that a little bit, knowing that you can say, okay, I see myself now doing this. What do I need to do to make sure I come back to me? What do I need to do to make sure I'm okay? How do I come back into my body and out of my head? You know, and, um, And that's where like I use, uh, and I know we've talked a little bit, but like essential oils, like some of that stuff, helping to ground you in addition to knowing yourself, just adding those little things. How, how do I 
you know, how am I using my heart center? How am I getting into my heart? How am I getting into my body and out of my mind? But how can all three help me at the same time, you know, um, is really helpful. Yeah, since we're talking about essential oils, like I'm these days, like I'm the essential oil crazy person. Like I talked about, I sold pretty much essential oils, like the idea of it for so many people, like my family, like my friends, and they would just come up to me. Okay. I need this. What kind of essential oil I should use. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, like they're amazing. And I became obsessed. And so obviously there are different types of essential oils. There are the blends and all of it. So how would you say that essential oils can help someone? What kind of benefits they can give to someone's life? Yeah, I think especially for, um, you know, like for how I've used them for me with my anxiety is huge. Um, like I use Young Living, but I, you know, I mean, you can use any of them, but like for me, the blends that have helped the most are Peace and Calming. And actually I use Abundance a lot before I go on a call or before I go, um, you know, on a sales call or a discovery call or, you know, a session, I, I use that. And just for me, it's inhaling and, um, you know, even my daughter, she has anxiety and she's nine. And so we have little bracelets that I will put the peace and calming and joy on. And that helps her. And it's just opening yourself up to, you know, like the grounding one helps a lot in like opening yourself up to being okay where you are. Um, and I do think it just changes your brain. It feels like it changes your brain chemistry and it just is, it's instantaneous. So, um, yeah, there's tons of different ways that, that people can use it. But I think, especially when you're trying to learn about yourself and like in a, in a session, using that beforehand to, to lower your anxiety, to be more open and receptive to feedback and to learning and growing, um, within yourself. Yeah. I think it's so amazing how much they can help and people sometimes may be skeptical yeah. But honestly, if you try, because I was such a skeptical person. And yeah. then on this um, law firm that I worked in, they would put like essential oils on the diffuser, like especially peppermint, which I mm-hmm. love. And yeah. I would feel calm. I was mm-hmm. like, what is this? Because yeah. I was so stressed because I had like these deadlines, but like, I'm so chill. What's going on? You know? Yeah. What are you putting in that thing? <laughs> yeah. And then like, I really wanted to learn about them. And then I did. And then I bought a few and then my mom became obsessed with it. Now she has her own diffuser and her own central oils. Yeah. And it's so cool. And that they work so differently. Like when I really need to get some sleep, I put the lavender and like yeah. mark like 10 minutes on the clock and I'm already dead asleep. Mm-hmm. And then That's peppermint. Awesome. Yeah. Peppermint helps me so much with my migraines. And mm-hmm. then when I need a, like a little bit extra confidence or like, I'm not feeling myself, I put the goddess one, which is amazing. Yeah. And then there, like, I have like a bunch of refreshing essential oils blends like yes me too they're so amazing yes oh my god me too and like they smell so good 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I literally have essential oils for every kind of situation in <laughs> life. Like if there's anything that I can do, first of all, let me go to my essential oils. If they absolutely yeah. do not work for me, I'm going to like meds or whatever it is. Yeah. But first of all, I'm going to try my essential oils because they're most likely, most likely to just get it done for me. Yeah. And it's so crazy how fast, like with the peppermint, I have migraines too. And like, just putting that on your temples and it's like, oh my gosh, like within a couple minutes, you're feeling a little bit of relief and way faster than ibuprofen. <laughs> and like you yeah. said, I do the same thing. If it doesn't work, like it's, or is it's too extreme of pain, like, okay, I'll take something with it, but I'm still using that alongside of it. Yeah. One thing that I just remember, like I love smelling because like, for example, one, one thing that I love to do with my peppermint when I have like a congested nose or whatever is smelling, like it goes always amazing. Oh yeah. And when I want to take like my bar exam, I have this essential oil that is for concentration. And I was yes. like, yeah, this is going to happen for me. So it was so funny and low-key embarrassing, but I didn't even care that time because I was like so focused on my desk. But I put like the essential oil right next to me and I would just open like and smell it like in the middle of the exam. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that if someone looks at me right now, they're going to think that I am like on drugs because it definitely yeah. felt like it because I was like smelling like Coke or something. Yeah, exactly, snorting something. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's funny. And I, I didn't even be until you said that I didn't even remember that when I took the, um, real estate test, uh, here, everyone was like, oh, you're going to take it like five, six times before you pass. And I was like, oh heck no, I'm, I'm doing it once one and done. And I used actually essential oils in the car. They wouldn't let me take anything else. in. we couldn't even bring like our own pencil. And so, um, yeah, I passed it the first time and I struggle a little bit with ADD. So I'm like, this is going to be bad. I'm going to hear people's pencils clicking and all this stuff and totally helped me focus. So it's, it's huge. And people need to utilize them for all these, especially focus and kids. And, um, you know, I think even getting over the fear of success, you know, using those things as just a little bit more, um, to push you through. Yeah, I think it's amazing to use the essential oils as tools for yeah. you to get to where you want. Like, it's amazing. I didn't know that they would let me keep my essential oil on the, like, right there with me. Yeah. So I put, like, on myself as well. And it was so funny because right, right before that, I was almost, like, distributing to my friends. They were like, get me your hand. Like, and smell it during the test. This is going to help you, I swear. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Look at my trunk here. <laughs> Variety. It was like it. so funny. I was like super serious. I was like, trust me, you're gonna pass. But just like if yeah. you need concentration, just give like a good smell, like a good yes. sniff, and then you're gonna be fine. But I swear, like, I've never been more focused my entire life than in the bear bar exam. And I was so anxious, I was all over the yes, place. That's a but huge test. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, yeah, I'm gonna snore this a little bit yeah <laughs> and then like it changed the whole me. thing you know just like I think it's amazing how essential oils what can what can they do for you you yeah. know when I'm not feeling so much I'm just gonna like okay I need like some chill time yeah and I'm just going to turn on my diffuser here now so mm -hmm. 
I think it's amazing to apply this to your life in general. And this is what I think it was so cool that I learned this in a work environment and that was applied there. They were um, very focused on the well-being of the employees and using essential oils. I think that made such a difference like obviously in my life because today I use essential oils all the time but yeah in the work environment it makes such a difference oh yeah and you don't see that a lot like even people again a lot of big corporations use the Enneagram for that and I wish that more small places would use it for that but um and use essential oils and the Enneagram you know together because it's you keep good people when you know and understand them and you you can have those open communication. You know what they need based on their type and you know where their their strengths lie and you can slot them into positions so much easier that they will love, learn, grow and flourish in that position because it's fit for them, you know, versus so many times, um, you get, you get a position because you're like, oh, well, it pays this much, or I kind of like that, or, you know, there's opportunity. Well, you might not be great at it because it's the wrong position for your personality, for your energy, but using all of those kind of tools is just, um, it's just amazing. So I'm glad that you had that. Yeah. And it works like so great, but it's funny because usually in my daily life, I don't see many people talking about Enneagram. I don't think here in Brazil, yeah. it's so popular, mm-hmm. especially like I remember when I was in the office, like the, that law firm, they used to buy like a bunch of books about the Enneagram to just learn yeah. more and more. And at some point they actually had to buy books in English because they were done with books in Portuguese. And uh, there is like a lack of information in Portuguese. And yeah. many people don't know what it is. It's so funny because it's popular in the United States but here in Brazil it's not such a big thing so this is another thing that I taught my friends I was like Enneagram is the thing like go find your type absolutely yeah Um, one good uh, resource um, is um, oh shoot now I can't think of his name I think it's Iranio um, Paez he's from Brazil and he actually works with my favorite teacher Beatrice Chestnut so they have it's called like CP online, but he does some of the um, some of the webinars. You, I think you have to pay to be in their network, but sometimes they'll do free um, like free workshops or free webinars. Um, but he does some of them in Portuguese, and then they do some in um, English as well because he's trying to get it out there for you know more more people who speak Portuguese to understand it and have those resources. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know about him, but I will definitely look him up after this. Yeah, yeah. So finally, like, obviously we talked a lot about this, but like in a nutshell, how would you say that having, like knowing about the Enneagram, your Enneagram type and subtype and all, and Mm -hmm. using essential oils as tools can help you better the relationship with yourself? Oh, yeah. I think the self-awareness piece is missing in our everyday life so much. People are on autopilot and this can help you to stop the autopilot, you know, get, take control of the situation, take control of your life and um, not just let things happen. You're, you're the one in the driver's seat. 
Um, and so I think the self-awareness piece is huge and then partnered with essential oils based on what you need and while you're learning and you're growing and supporting yourself with that. And I think that's the biggest part with, at least for me with essential oils is it helps me to support myself better. And I can, I have to know what I need in order to pick the right essential oil. Otherwise, you know, I could use peppermint when I need lavender or, you know, or lemon when I need peppermint or whatever, which they'll, they'll work kind of universally sometimes, but I think that helps you to know, I need this right now. I am feeling anxious. I need to have, you know, if I slow down, let me do a little journaling, a little meditation or whatever it is and use this, the aromatherapy basically to help you facilitate that. So I think it's just all about reconnecting with yourself and, um, and getting curious about how you feel and, and what's really going on underneath the, the behavior that is shown on the outside, because that's such a facade. Yeah. I love how they're all connected. Like if you get Enneagram and then sensual oils and then meditation journaling and you know, like all of yeah. it, it's so connected and you can just expand you know there are like a bunch of techniques a bunch of things that people usually don't know that you can use as tools for self-improvement and um, it's really good the relationship with yourself will improve so much and you will feel so much better about yourself I can yeah, I, I can even imagine like I can even remember how it, the relationship with myself was before I knew all of this like improved so much it's mm -hmm. insane like the difference between before and after. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing when it's used in the right context. You know, I, I love all the memes and stuff like that on, on Instagram about Enneagrams, but at the same time, I'm like, no, 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 that's just so surface level. There's so much more to this than just your type. There's so much more growth and even healing yourself by knowing yourself enough to give yourself grace for why you did and reacted the way you did or how you, you know, might've had an outburst or broke down a little bit. It gives you so much more, more grace and in self-acceptance. Yes, exactly. So thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I loved having you here. I think it was such an interesting conversation and I think that the listeners will benefit so much from listening to for you talking about Enneagram and essential oils. And I hope that it could help people to look more into it. Yeah, me too. Thanks for uh, inviting me on. I, I appreciated it and had fun. Of course. Where can people find you online? Yeah. So my website is radiantlyflourish.com. Um, I hang out most of my time on um, Instagram, which is radiantlyflourish is my handle. So yeah, check it out. And I'd love to connect. Yeah. And I love your Instagram. I'm always looking for type eight content. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure. That's awesome. So that's it for today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed learning about Enneagram and essential oils at that, and that you really want to find out which type are you, want to start using essential oils, which uh, you, you don't you cannot go back once you start using them. But I really, really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And make sure to follow Natasha on her Instagram. She gives amazing tips 
on the types on her Instagram. Like, I'm absolutely obsessed. So make sure to go check that out. And I hope to see you back here for next week's episode. Thank you, everyone. Bye.